Memphis, Tennessee. A white man assassinated Dr. Martin Luther King. Dr. King also opposed the U.S. war in Vietnam. Black GI, your government sent 600,000 troops to crush the rebellion. Your sole sister and sole brothers are enraged in over 122 cities. They killed them. Why you fight against us? So far away from where you are needed. Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I am your host, Critical, and today I took my steering wheel back <laughs> and uh, I have my co-host, Nikki with me. How are you doing today, Nikki? I am doing great. Thank you for asking. Wonderful. How, how did you feel uh, taking over the steering wheel of the Critical Blues Review Show? I think we were going at a good pace, going in a good direction, and everything went very well. Okay, good. We you did get some, uh, you know, some some people from the movie uh, Murder Garden that was actually uh, interested in hearing the podcast and what you had to do. So shout out to them. And they said they're coming out with a part two pretty soon. Oh, can't wait. I know I'm going to watch it. You going to watch it? Of course. We're going <laughs> to watch it together. No problem. We're going to do a, a review on it. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into it and say, uh, please continue to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. When you click into the app, just go down and you'll see where it says, um, uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, listener support. Listener support. Yeah, so you had to hit that button. Yeah. So anyway, um, you know, because I was, I was a little, uh, you know, I was on the Breakfast Club. Oh, you're on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, I called in, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that was a funny story. But anyway, today we will be reviewing. The Five Bloods, and this film actually uh, dropped on June 12th on Netflix. You can actually catch it on Netflix. And happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Um, I think this is a perfect time for what's going on today uh, with the protesting and also uh, Father's Day, you know, uh, saluting our black fathers. So, um, yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the log line. Uh, the film is about four black American vets who returned to Vietnam where they participated in war uh, to retrieve the remains of a fallen soldier and search for gold-plated bars. Now, the director for this film, you have Black Klansman director Spike Lee, who also directed Malcolm X and Do the Right Thing. The writer for this film, you have Danny Bilson, he wrote The Rocketeer and The Flash 1990 series. I used to watch that back in the day. Actually, I watch The Flash now, but I think I watched like a couple episodes from back in the day. And um, you have Paul DiMio, who also uh, wrote the same uh, script for The Rocketeer and The Flash 1990 series. Now, the uh, characters for this film, you have Paul played by Delroy Lindo. He was in Malcolm X, Get Shorty, and The Core. How did you feel about Delroy? 
I, I mean, yeah. I think he did a phenomenal job. I mean, him, he goes back, he, him and Spike Lee go way back. He did mm-hmm. uh, quite a few of Spike Lee's movies. But this movie right here really shows um, how he kind of, he turned into that character. He portrayed that character extremely well. He did. He, he was, you will, he's going to stand out in this movie. Um, you can see everything through this person's character, his actions. He, he did a great job. Yes, he did. I feel like he could play LeBron James' father, like you know, or just play LeBron James when he's older. If they were to do like a password, why LeBron James? Because he had a receding hairline. That he got the old man face. Did you say? <laughs> did you say he looked like his? Did you say he looked like his name was? I forgot. Yeah, he, look, yeah, he do look like he look like a Daryl. He looks like a Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, all right. laughs> and also, uh, he reminds me of uh, uh, Yaya Abdul's uh, Mateen uh, a little bit. Like, I, 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 I want those two to play in the movie together. I want Delroy to play Yaya Abdul Mateen's uh, this the third or the second um, father in the film. <laughs> I, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, also, you have David played by Jonathan Majors. He was in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Did you see that movie? I did not see it all the way through. Oh, okay. Um, he was in White Boy Rick and Lovecraft Country that comes out in August 2020. Um, do you know anything about Lovecraft Country? I don't. Okay. Um, are you familiar with uh, Lovecraft who did the poem, The, uh, the, the Nigger? No, the nigger but poem? I, I think you told me about it. Yeah. So, uh, well, it was The Beast. Uh, I forgot which one it was. But anyway, um, but no, it's supposed to be a horror movie they're basing it off of. Um, I think it's based in the either the 60s or 50s or something like that. I can't remember which one. Might be shooting the 30s. Might go that far back. I'm not sure. But um, you also have Otis played by Clark Peters. Uh, he was in John Wick, The Wire, and The Red Hook Summer. And uh, one thing about Spike Lee... I'm gonna probably get into later on is resolutions because Red Hook Summer, my friend told me. I tried to watch Red Hook Summer, it was I couldn't get into it, but then my friend was like, Man, that resolution, you know, you know, spot spoiler alert for those who don't know, but that resolution where um actually uh Clark Peters was uh like his sons came from Atlanta. Well his son and his daughter, granddaughter, his grandson, granddaughter came from Atlanta to visit him in New York. Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken, but um, come to find out, the grandfather was a child molester, and you didn't, you know, I, and I didn't get to that part. I was like, dang, and that was like a major twist at the end. But um, also, you have Eddie, played by Norm Lewis. He was in Sex in the City 2, Winter's Tale, and Stand by Me. And did you see Stand by Me? Were mm-hmm. you yeah. too young for Stand by Me? Yeah. <laughs> and then also you have Melvin, played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr. He was in Black Klansman. 25th Hour and Survivor's Remorse. And you also have Stormy Norman, played by Chadwick Boseman. He was in Black Panther, Marshall, and Get Up. Now, did you hear like the recent story of Chadwick? You know, they said that they had to uh, take him to an emergency. He was, you know, people were not, well, they were uh, really uh, concerned. About his, yeah, his about health. his health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lost a lot of weight. Did you see the picture of him? I saw the picture of him. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully, you know, Chadwick, you know, uh, gets his strength back. Hopefully, it's not true. Hopefully, it's a role that's happening, and um, he's just getting his height. (laughs) Yeah, I hope that's what it is, you know, because, you know, Chadwick, I think he's a great actor. Now, just to kind of get into the story for this film, you have Paul, David, who is uh, Paul's son, Otis, Eddie, and Melvin. They take a trip back to Vietnam to to confiscate gold bars that was found earlier during the Vietnam War. 
while Paul's main reason is to go back to Vietnam was to find and seize the remains of his fallen comrade, Stormy Norman, and face his demons. Now, the gold bars was the payroll to the native people of Vietnam, but the Bloods wanted to uplift the black community with those gold bars. Kind of like the story with Killmonger and the Vibranium. You remember? Did you see Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Kind of like that, you know, that... that uh, um, scenario a little bit. Now, uh, was there any dislikes for the film that you had? Um, dislikes. Um, and when I first watched it, what I didn't like, I was like, man, whenever they do the flashbacks, everybody the same age. But <laughs> with 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 all of Spike Lee's movies, I felt like that that probably was a message, is saying that although that the war was so many years ago, mm-hmm. that they never actually left the war. So that's my synopsis of what that meant and why he used them as their their current age and their, their current well-being when he did all the flashbacks because they feel like mentally um, they never actually left the war. Oh, that's right. when it goes to that PTS, PS, PTSD, PTSD and it you kind of see it a lot. That's like PTSD awareness movie. It was kind of like they, they just brought a lot of awareness mm-hmm. to people who are suffering from that, what they actually deal with. What right. do they see? How how the world feels to them, and, and it was it was enlightening in that way. So I can't say that I dislike that anymore. <laughs> right, right. I, you know, and I, and I, I think the movie was too long though. They, it, I felt like it could have made a point in a shorter amount of time. It was really really long. I think I had to watch it three times just to watch it all the way through because it, it I always get to a certain point then I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not really into war movies and and military movies to begin with, but I tried to watch it because I wanted to like it. I really wanted to like it. Mm. And in the beginning, I liked it. In the middle, it kind of lost me. And then when I actually saw it all the way through, I was like, okay, it does make sense. I actually do like the movie when you get get towards the end and you see exactly what happens, so. Right, I do want to make a comment on the older, I know like you you had your theory. Mm. My theory is they didn't have enough money. (laughs) <laughs> you know, because one thing about it with Spike Lee, you know, and it's a shame that Spike Lee has to go through this because he's like one, he's a legendary director. But yet, every other director, especially, you know, like if you're a white director, most directors usually get backed by a company. Usually they don't back Spike Lee. Spike Lee has to like do Kickstarters and things well, of that it nature. Could be, it could be up to his own discretion. He'd do it for a reason because he, he doesn't want anybody else to have any influences on his vision on how he wants it to That's look. possible. So it That's could possible. be that he he say, no, thank you. I shy away from that. No, nah, I, I doubt that. You're going to turn down. I mean, well, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, I, I kind of... If he interferes with his credibility, him being creative, then he's going to say no. come out your own pocket to pay for, like... Because it, it cuts away from what you want to do, your vision. You know what I mean? But I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You, you do have a good, good argument with that. Um, also, you know, it was some little weird editing. I'm just nitpicking now where the... Uh, 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 they were drinking at one point. They need, they're not drinking. I think that that was when they're in the bar or whatever. Just you know, and also the dialogues can be broken sometimes because of the message that mm-hmm. Spike Lee is trying to send. Uh, also, uh, David uh, taking a dump was a little too much of a coincidence, and he and didn't he was have taking to taking a dump on top of the gold bars. Right, you know, <laughs> and then then all of a sudden, you know, he found the gold bars, and all of a sudden, he no longer had to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, at least, you know, you could have been like, well, hey, you know, y'all, y'all keep digging. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over here and dig, you know what I'm saying? Or something, you know. Um, but also, uh, the hostage scene was a little over the top for me. Um, 
but I felt like action was needed and, and or, or was you know I felt like it was forced because without that action it could have been boring you know what I mean um I also, I also felt the soldiers shooting in the air in the flashback in the middle of the war I don't know if that's something that really happened if that really happened then fine but um I but for the movie's sake I felt like that would give away your location you know just you know this rat a tat tatting in the air not not the best Less lapse of judgment. Right, right. <laughs> it also, um, I, uh, I kind of looked up. It was like saying that uh, M16 firing at full auto for 20 or 30 rounds wouldn't be smart. Um, it's best to shoot for quick flurries so they won't be out of ammo. Because the way they were shooting, you run out of ammo real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's supposed to piggyback on the emotions. They were so upset about the situation about Martin Luther King being killed and they're here for war mm-hmm. they're fighting for a country, a country that doesn't even accept them mm-hmm. it was kind of like when they were listening to the radio podcast it, it kind of touched them because it was true it was everything that they thought said by a third party third party so it was kind of like you know when you're thinking something that's one thing but when somebody actually tells you tell you what you're thinking and they're dead on of what you thought it was mm-hmm. it's like that's some boo ass you feel you bs you kind of feel like you've been taken advantage of right now uh is there any likes what did you like about the movie Nikki? I, I really really like the history lesson you know when it first comes on and then you you hear um i think they had a uh quote from Malcolm X. They kind of did a quote from Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali as well. Um, Bobby Seale. It's like flashbacks of our history. It gives dates and times that everything occurred. So I I appreciate that. And even throughout the movie, they kind of give black facts. Right. Uh, uh, Angela Davis was one. She was one of the ones. They kind of talked about the the Kent State University, the shooting that took place where four people were killed Mm -hmm. there. So I I did appreciate all of that. I like the fact, and then secondly, what I like about the movies is the the cast, they mash well together. It oh, was yeah, like the yeah, old yeah. family reunion. You know right, what I mean? Right. It was like everybody everybody mashed well. You can relate to them. These these were your uncles, your daddy, right. your daddy friends when everybody got together. Like you, that camaraderie was felt. Like you definitely want to hang with them. Yeah. Like you want to, like, It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a roller coaster. Yeah, because it's going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of drinking. Yeah, and then it's when they fun. get angry, then all of a sudden you're nervous. You're like, oh, snap, you know? <laughs> you know? So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. No, and I do like the, and I also like, thirdly, what I like is I like the timing. You know, right now we're going through this, the not in a, on top of the pandemic, we're going to these Black Lives Matter, um, these um, protests that we're doing, trying to get equality. It kind of relates to all of that. Right. We're dealing with the same stuff that they dealt with five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, back to all the way to World War II. <laughs> and we're pretty much in the same position that we were before. Right, right. Um, also, to uh, oh, was there anything else that you um, liked as well? That was uh, those were the things that I really liked. And Delroy, oh, wonderful. Yeah, yes, I yeah, really great. enjoyed yeah. watching him. He, he needs an award. He yeah. has to get an award. For I, that, I really that, enjoyed that. his. First, remember the dance scene when he was coming down the little line at the Soul <laughs> Trade line where he was getting it, wasn't he? was like Millie rocking with it. You know what I'm saying? He was getting it. Now, what were you saying about Delroy? But yeah, but yeah, I like I like the way that he, how he portrayed because the character he didn't even have to go as far as he did portraying his character to yeah. get, the, get the point across, but he did. Right. And that was big. It was mm-hmm. it was touching. I know they said a lot of people who were part of the World War II watching and they get touched. Right. And, I, and that's one of the characters that really touched them. Right. Now also, um, I did like the fact that uh, 
uh, Spike pays homage to his favorite movie, Apocalypse Now. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, uh, as you mentioned before, you know, like the cast and, you know, the characters seem so fun to hang around. But also mentioning uh, at the beginning, you know, on a comical note, mentioning Michael the Black from Miami, Florida. For those who... uh, (laughs) are not familiar with Michael the Black. Every time you watch Trump, he does his rallies. He's that black dude. Uh, one black dude in the background. With the, yeah, holding up the sign, you know what I mean? So, like, he was born uh, Maurice Woodside, and uh, he goes by uh, Michael uh, Simonette and uh, Michael Israel. And it's weirdly enough, they said he was a part of a, a Yawin Ben Yawin cult. You know, so that that was interesting, interesting background about him. Um, the 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 one leg uh, Vietnamese kid that threw the uh, fire uh, the firecrackers down and you know scared the, uh, the poor um, the bloods with the with the PTSD. They jump on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was funny. Um, also uh, paying homage to Milton Olive. Um, Milton Olive, he uh, is an army soldier who sacrificed his life at eighteen. And he won the Medal of Honor in Nam. He actually jumped on a grenade to save his uh, platoon, and or, or uh, you know. So and, and also, you know, you had um, uh, what was his name? I believe it was uh, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Um, he he actually did the same thing. So I think that was right. uh, a okay. correlation between the two. And uh, I knew Otis had a daughter before she appeared on screen it was just something that was telling me that and I thought that was cool and I did like uh, Otis's storyline um, I also like the info about Crispus Attucks uh, that was the first person killed in the Boston Massacre making him the first American killed in the American Resolution and it just shows how black people will fight you know wars for America but yet they never get respect I mean when they mm-hmm. came back from the Vietnam War I mean it, it, it was just so disrespectful and now I kind of see what you said earlier you know like uh, you know so I, I, I totally get it now and so um, I, I felt that was you know interesting you know spilling the blood for your country and never getting the love back and, and do, let me ask you a question you think the Jordans that was hanging on the wire was a love tap or a diss <laughs> A sneak dish. I don't say a dish. A sneak dish. I, I don't think it was a, a sneak dish, but I think it was kind of like what we value is mm-hmm. nothing to them. You know, it was mm-hmm. like, you know, when you think about if a black man have $200 in their pocket, they're going to go get them some Jordans. The Jordans just came out. They're going to go get some Jordans. And how at this country, Jordans is just, it's nothing. It's just a piece of plastic that they hang out anywhere. Uh, Nobody okay. was going. Yeah, you want to see Jordans hanging on a, a wire? Well, not here. Not you here. Yeah, you wouldn't see that. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Uh, also, uh, the DJ on the Vietnam radio getting the soldiers getting into the soldiers' head about Martin and Martin Luther King and pointing their anger in the white people of pointing their anger to the white people of America. I felt like that was interesting. Do you have more information about? It? Well, they they said it was based on an actual character. Um, uh, okay. Hanno Hanny. I believe that was her name. It was she was an actual um, DJ who 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 DJ jockey who had a radio station and she spoke in English mm-hmm. and she spoke directly to the troops. Right. Um, just trying to discourage them um, from fighting. Um, tell yeah, just get in their psychological head. warfare. Exactly. That's what she was working on. And so she's 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 known and I think they kind of did another character 
similar to her in another movie that you were saying. Uh, yeah, I know they did. Uh, well, they used to do that in uh, Viet, uh, World War Two with Germany. Okay. They would um they would have people say no, and also um 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 um. Oh man, what's, what's the what's the Warriors? Okay, I remember, the Warriors. I remember you yeah, said the it. Warriors. They did that. They had like when the Warriors are trying to get back to Coney Island, they would have that the woman from Carmen San Diego. Hello, gumshoes. She would say, "Right, I don't know if you watch Carmen San Diego. Uh-huh. That was an old TV show, but yeah, they had her on the radio. You know, talking about Warriors. You better get back safe. You know, the the, the baseball furies on you know on your trail or something like that. So yeah, that they, they did get that." From what's her name? Hanyo, Hanyo, Hannah, Hanoi Hannah. Hannah. Well, she's known as Hanyo Hannah, but her, her, her um, native name is some Tachi or. Oh yeah, we know. I can't. Yeah, we know. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go through that. But no, but um, yeah. So I thought that was very interesting, and also it made me think about this movie. Did make me think about my grandfather. I kind of got sad because my grandfather passed uh, recently. And he used to tell me stories when he was in Vietnam. He was saying how uh, one time they, he ran, he was sneaking around the building or something like that, and he ran into one of the Vietnam soldiers, and they both looked at each other and they ran the opposite direction, like nobody shot each other. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know a lot of us wouldn't be here if they, you know, you know, if something happened to my grandfather. But you know, they just looked at each other and they ran off. And it was another situation where he was riding on a jeep with um, one of the uh, one of his comrades and the comrade got scared and got off the mission and turned the jeep and he fell out of the jeep and fell into the ditch and the Vietnamese people were shooting at my grandfather in the ditch mm. you know what I mean so shout out to you Papa rest in peace uh, Caesar Cusper you know and um, that minefield was intense oh, yeah, I felt in the years film years later yeah. the minefield still exists yeah. even though the war is over all the evidence is still there and it is still equally dangerous so. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and then you had the um, the quote of the movie to me was when uh, uh, Otis was uh, some people were trying to bargain Otis about the gold bars about keeping the secret because I mean that whole plan just went left it went mm-hmm. to it went to shit, basically. Excuse my French, but um, it's not French. But anyway, it uh, it, it it just went left real bad, and I guess the people were trying to like uh, kind of negotiate the gold bars, and one of the uh, actors was like, "Damn, Otis, just put the gold on Craigslist." You know what I mean? I thought that was hilarious. Uh, also, the info and words uh, recognizing Muhammad Ali and Angela Davis, Bobby Seals, and others, and also talking about Agent Orange, as you mentioned earlier i felt like that was uh that was very significant and um and i also remember the, the show the scene where the Vietnam, vietnamese dude getting his brains blown out oh yes because you even asked me was like is that is that real you know what i mean I'm like yeah i've seen that before you know like i've seen i never saw it like play out but i remember the gun pointed to the vietnamese dude's head uh-huh. you know what i mean it was a picture right before he pulled the trigger you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, that 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 is real, unfortunately. But yeah, and then the girl, um, running burn Kim something. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the uh, Napalm Kim, I believe. Mm-hmm. The, that's the naked girl who you see, um, the child running through the streets naked after they need Napalm. Looked like she had like the third degree burns on about twenty percent of her body. Right. Yeah. So that 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 was crazy back then, man. And um, and all the background info about this film, um, Spike actually invited black vets. To come to the screenings he had four screenings and he said to himself like or he's yeah well he said to himself like if they didn't cry or didn't have show any emotion he failed as a director so he walked away successful because he had you know a lot of those vietnam vets 
leave in the middle of the movie theater crying. Um, they gave him a big hug at the end. It was like, finally, you made a story about us. We were waiting for this story. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you were talking about earlier about, you know, how Delroy touched a lot of the uh, Vietnam vets that did watch this film. And uh, also the war babies. Spike Lee mentioned the war babies from this, uh, from, you know, uh, which was... Um, they were frowned upon. Otis's, yeah, okay. yeah, Otis's uh, story mm-hmm. where um, I, I mentioned earlier that I kind of knew that uh, he was going to have a daughter. I think her name was Michonne on the film. But what were, what were you saying about the uh, war babies? No, I was saying the same thing. They were saying that it was hard back then the, as the mother portrayed her, when she was telling her story, her part of the story, she was saying that she was a pregnant prostitute with the enemy's baby and the baby was half black. So they, right. were, they were looked down upon. You know, you know that uh, my father, crazy enough, had the same story. Um, my father, well, this is weird. Cause my grandmother told me it was in Japan. My grandfather, my, my, my father was stationed in Japan. But when I speak to my sister, she said it was in South Korea. So I, now that part, I'm not sure. But um, what ended up happening was, uh, well, my mother told me that my father actually fell asleep in one of the mud piles, and they should, <laughs> they surprised he didn't die because you're not supposed to sleep when you're on duty. And he, he fell asleep in the mud. But uh, but uh, but no, what ended up happening? My father uh, actually met somebody there in one of those countries and got them pregnant. And when he came back to the United States, he told his mother, which was my grandmother. And so my grandmother um, wanted to adopt the girl, you know, that he got pregnant. And one thing about my father, my father joined the military at a very young age. He had to lie about his age just to join the military. And so what ended up happening was um, they brought, uh, they, they called for the young lady and they couldn't find her because the mother already gave the daughter away because that was very dishonorable to not have a man, you know. Be, to be pregnant without unwedded wife right woman. right yeah. so you know so that was dishonorable so they couldn't they couldn't bring her so i don't know so i mean i have a you know like my my siblings they're in their uh late 50s early 60s so and he and he or she would be like the oldest out of all of us so you know um if you're out there you know my father is robert Pittman. so hey you know <laughs> you know reach out you know so um but yeah um but uh, comparisons. Do you have any comparisons for this film? Well, I will compare it to Dead Presidents. And the reason why I say that is I, their views and how they felt about being in the war and the disrespect that they felt at home, you can see it. You can see it in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in right. Dead Presidents, they always felt like they, they've done so much for the war and then they come home and they get they get nothing. Mm-hmm. All, they, all they end up with is substance abuse, PTSD, PTSD mm-hmm. um, uh, not not connecting with their family and their kids because they weren't there when the kids were born. So it was right. just a lot of negativity was the end result right. uh, for a war that didn't even respect them. And some methods deal with racism. Yeah. You know, exactly. and a lot a lot dealt with racism, you know. So yeah, that that's So that's my comparison. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of army movies, but I kind of felt that in this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my comparison is Apocalypse Now, uh, which was Spike Lee's favorite movie. Uh, Miracle St. Anna, which is a Spike Lee film that was based on, in uh, Germany in World War II. 
and uh, which also had the radio uh, DJ basically letting the black people know that this isn't their war, you know, trying to get in their mind psychologically. And uh, the other film would be Jacob's Ladder, uh, just the you know just trying to deal with uh, getting out of the military. Now Jacob's Ladder was more of a darker horror film, where this film, you know, of course it it does have its after effects and a lot of the soldiers in uh jacob's ladder had to deal with the after effects and uh, and a storyline after their war and i believe it was the vietnam war as well so yeah um now we're gonna go with the ratings what would you like to give this rating nikki i will give it eight solid gold bars not gold plated like you said before they oh. were gold plated they were oh, okay. they were golden bars solid gold so I'll gold give eight. bars okay eight gold bars eight gold bars <laughs> not gold plated yeah my apologies um i give this film eight and a half she <laughs> Eight and a half shit. So anyway, yes, that is uh, that is the Five Bloods. Catch it on Netflix. And uh, oh, would you like to send uh, give out your information? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Nikki LB One. That is I. I am the Nikki LB. One. No, that you changed your thing. I just said, no, it said not. Nikki. I showed you. I circled it for you. It said and Nikki. then I, I sent it back to you showing where it says Nikki no, LB1. Anyway, uh, yes, reach out to Nikki at Nikki LB1 and please hit me up on Critical Blue Reviews. That is critical with a K, Blue Reviews. Or you can hit me up on Facebook at Critical Blue, also still with the K. And also you can hit me up at Critical Blue Reviews on Twitter. So just drop me a line. Tell me what you feel about the podcast. Uh, maybe some movies that we missed. It might be some hood movies that Nikki might want to get into. Um, Nikki loves hood movies. So, yes, drop drop us a line and let us know what you are thinking. All right. So that is all for Critical Blues Reviews. You all stay safe. Uh, make sure you put on your mask. You don't want to get your family members sick or ill because, you know, it's start, we're starting to spike again. So, uh, and also for those who are protesting, be safe. Uh, they're still uh, doing like a lot of shootings in the black neighborhood. So, you know, be on your P's and Q's. Don't sit up there and be dancing in the streets and doing all kind of dumb stuff. Like, you know, you're in the middle of a war, basically. So, all right. So that is it from Critical Blues Reviews. And we're out. Bye. One.